How do companies create a culture and core values that employees actually live out? The team at The Receptionist, a bootstrapped Denver-based software company, sets out to answer that very question. Welcome to The Fabric Podcast. Here's your host, Michael Ashford. We welcome another new face and voice to the show in this episode. Raven Lawless, our customer onboarding specialist, joins me in the studio to share her perspective of employee supremacy. Now, in Q4 2022, we asked all of our employees to take a short quiz on employee supremacy as a way to make sure we were all speaking the same language. Because employee supremacy is not the same as just taking care of our employees. There's a higher purpose. And as you'll hear from Raven, this higher purpose resonated with her as she learned more about employee supremacy, and it got her thinking about her role and how she feels valued here at The Receptionist. Raven, welcome to The Fabric Podcast. I feel like we're getting a lot of the new folks in the company onto the show, but welcome to the show, Raven. Thank you. Glad to be here. I am so excited for this conversation because of some feedback that you gave us on a test that we gave all the employees here at The Receptionist, but we're going to get into that here in just a bit. First off, I want to, like, we can't let you get out of here without describing for the listeners what it is you do here at The Receptionist in your role, because you're helping us create and craft a new role here at The Receptionist. So just describe what, how you, how do you fill your days, Raven? Absolutely. Uh, so I am the customer onboarding specialist here, which I do love that title. <laughs> uh, when we have new accounts sign up with us, I make sure that they get up and running. I help them get their setup. I see how their actual implementation goes. Uh, you know, I'll spend a lot of times checking in on customers, say, hey, how's it going? I noticed this thing in your account. Yeah. Check out this article. I think this might help a little bit. Or, hey, I recorded this video. Uh, maybe this might work out for you. And just, you know, if they have any questions, they book a meeting with me and we just, you know, chat it out. Sometimes we'll do an account overview. Really, it's anything they need to get going. What has it been like coming into a company that's, you know, we're not huge. We're 20 people. Um, we've You're the first person to fill this role. What has it been like to come in and really create this role from the ground up? How's that been for you? I'd say it's been, uh, well, awesome is definitely a word. <laughs> um, and it's been very freeing um, where I've kind of been able to build out what I think is, you know, the right call and what customers need, getting to see what they need and implement that. Um, you know, having the smaller team is so nice because um, I really do get feedback from everybody of, hey, I'm having this issue or, hey, I'm looking to do this thing. Like, let me bounce some ideas off of you. And that's just been working swimmingly for me. Well, that's, I mean, that's, we love to hear that. <laughs> so, okay. I referenced earlier some feedback you gave on a test. So for the listeners and, and for the viewing audience, we, of course, we talk a lot about employee supremacy here on the show. And one of the things we did last quarter, so that would have been Q4 2022, is we asked all the employees, everyone, to take a test on what employee supremacy means. And we asked for feedback on that. And you gave some, some feedback that was the impetus for you joining us on the show here today. You said that in other in other positions, in other jobs, at other companies, the way that they operated made you feel less valuable as not just an employee, but as a person. So now in being here almost a year, you feel more confident was the word that you used, more confident in your role and you as a person. So Raven, I have got to ask... <laughs> What in the world was that experience like before here? <laughs> What's bringing out that emotion? Those are some strong words. What's bringing out that emotion for you? Absolutely. Um, so 
Honestly, I am very lucky with my past work history. Um, I always describe it as very eclectic. Okay. <laughs> and and to, to you know really drill it down into one word. Love it. <laughs> um, where previously I've worked in a lot of positions um, that I just I wanted something fun. Actually, mm -hmm. fun was a big driving factor in previous jobs. Um, I wanted it to be something that I enjoyed doing because I'm not a person who wants to just slog through every day. <laughs> uh, but there were a lot of other aspects missing in some of those positions. Um, you know. Really, I wanted what most people want in a job. I want something I was passionate about. I wanted a place where I was valued and I wanted a place that I was, you know, compensated fairly, um, mm -hmm. you know, the trifecta of sorts. <laughs> um, and each of my previous jobs, I've kind of had a piece of that and I've worked with some wonderful people, but never really had the whole package. Yeah. Um, and while I do consider myself a fairly confident person, um, <laughs> you know, when you're not properly valued, like it does you know, dull that a little bit, you know, honestly, starting up here, um, it was almost kind of like a whiplash of how mm. different things are. Um, you know, I've never encountered a company that runs the way that we do, um, values the employees the way that we do and really just like hypes us up. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it's not just empty words. Like I feel support there. I feel real gratitude for what I'm doing, both from the employees and from leadership and from our customers, which just feels really good. <laughs> oh, I mean, I wholeheartedly agree with that. Okay. Whiplash, another great word that you're using here. What, what do you mean by that? What did you mean by it felt like whiplash here? I feel like when I started here, um, you know, I've heard this feedback from other coworkers. I've heard it on the employee supremacy series where a lot of it seems a little too good to be true. <laughs> We're like, okay, so where, what's the catch? Yeah. I've always described myself as a person who has worn many, many hats. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if you remember that children's book, it was like called Caps for Sale, where the man's wearing like hundreds and hundreds yes. of caps. Um, yes. I've felt that a lot in previous <laughs> roles. Um you know, I'm someone who really likes to take on challenges mm -hmm. and I like to be competent and jump on things. So if there's something that needs to be done, I'd be like, heck yeah, I'll do that. Or, you know, it'll be, hey, I could really use this thing. Be like, all right, so you make that. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I felt that a lot in a lot of previous positions, which was really great for experience and building myself, but it led to a lot of burnout. Mm. Um, where I overexerted myself. I was working late hours um, and really just had no work-life balance for the most part. Um, you know, before this, I always had at least two or three jobs at a time, you know, contract jobs, part-time jobs, because I like to be busy. Mm -hmm. But I also think it was because I wasn't truly valuing the value of my own time. Yeah. Um, you know, the way that we exert ourselves <laughs> is precious. Yeah. Um, and I wasn't valuing myself. So when I started up at the reception, it's something I've been really working on in for my personal life in uh, a lot of therapy sessions um, is boundaries, mm -hmm. setting really healthy boundaries in mm -hmm. our relationships and with ourselves. And my team here helps me set those boundaries. You know, when I say I'm excited or there's something I'm looking to do, you know, I'll have a chat with my wonderful director, Lizanne, and we'll see, you know, do I have the bandwidth for that? Or is this something that should be on my plate or should we push it to someone else? Yeah. Which I don't think I've ever really had that. Um, it feels good. <laughs> so Raven, undoubtedly, will someone will hear what you just said and say, "Well, you know, you can't have it all. Um, the you know the expectations of your job are the expectations of your job, and you just need to show up and do the job." You know, maybe there's somebody sarcastic and cynical out there <laughs> who's who's thinking that. Um, let's let's go back though. How would a person who doesn't have that trifecta of feeling value that you talked about earlier. How do you show up in a job where you feel that 
pressure or you you do have those boundaries that aren't necessarily healthy for you in a in a in a workplace in a job how did you show up in in those places and spaces uh, to be honest for myself a lot of it does come from within mm-hmm. um you know a lot of drive for myself to just keep pushing of you know even if this is the way things are you know i can make this better i'm the person who needs to enact that change and for a while that did work um, but again, that also does lead to that burnout. Yeah. <laughs> um, so while I don't quite have, you know, here's the answer of how to make any situation work. Um, you know, I think it is also knowing that it can and should be better and, you know, wanting that for yourself and not settling. I'm not a settler. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and we would never expect that of you here. <laughs> that that to me is is one of the things that you wrote about was just how um, coming into this role and and this was the feedback that you gave us coming into this role is has been noticed by other people by friends and family. I'm wondering if you could just describe to the listeners and the viewers what those interactions have been like when you describe the situation you're walking into in an employee supremacy model where you do have that trifecta of of feeling valued where where your team is helping set your boundaries. What are other people's responses to it? <laughs> yeah, so they've definitely been um, a vast array of responses, I'll say. Um, you know, the person I talk to the most is my mom, um, who is, I'm sure, watching this. Hi, mom. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, I tell her everything. I told her the whole journey, you know, while I was interviewing, when I got the job. Um, and a lot of it for herself, I know she has taken it to heart and wanted a lot of things that we've implemented in her mm. own workspace. Said, wow, that's incredible. Um, you know, they really know how to treat their employees. Um, I've spread the word to pretty much everybody I know. Uh, <laughs> so a lot of feedback I've gotten from friends is, you know, of course, wow, that's incredible. Um, a lot of it is, where is that catch? That doesn't really yeah. sound, <laughs> that doesn't sound like a thing. Um, I have heard it compared to a cult, uh-huh. uh, but just the good parts, just the good it. parts. We hear it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I know that the one that I really focus on when I I let y'all know, you know, the different types of feedback is I have gotten a lot of responses of, wow, that sounds incredible. Like, you really deserve this. You've really worked hard for this. Mm. And I feel that too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go there. What does that mean to you to to not only get that feedback, but then have that resonate within within yourself? As someone who, like many of us, I've dealt with a lot of imposter syndrome, um, mm. where especially, you know, in other positions where <laughs> things aren't going great or even what they are, you know, it's still not what you need. Um, it's, you know, is this what I deserve? Again, that kind of settling feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, and while I did still feel that a little bit coming in here for the first time um, over the past couple months, it's really hit home of, wow, I am crushing it. <laughs> <laughs> and wholeheartedly could vouch she is. So <laughs> you will you will start to see Raven a lot more across our social channels. We were just talking before we hit record on this about some ideas that you and the CX team have to do more videos to get you out there in front of folks more often than not. So uh, stay tuned. A little sneak peek on on that, I guess. I'm curious, Raven, um, what resonates with people the most when you're describing the freedom that you have here, the role that you're helping to create, the the things that we do in an employee supremacy situation or, or uh, that model, what resonates with people the most? What are they like, jaw hits the floor, I can't believe they do that. <laughs> and this is, uh, before you answer, this is not to like pump us up and say like, we're the greatest <laughs> place ever. I mean, a lot of us believe that, I happen to believe that, but like the more that we can get these ideas out there for people to understand that it is possible to be a growing company 
that is is growing in in every sense of the word and still provide these things to our employees is an important point of Andy, our CEO's, his message under this model is that you can be a successful model uh, company, you can make money, you can grow as a company and still do these things. So with that said, <laughs> what resonates the most? I think it definitely varies based on the person that I'm talking to, you know, sure. if it's versus someone who I know very well or someone who, you know, maybe just kind of more of a casual acquaintance. Um, and for the people who, you know, I don't know as closely, I would say it is just the way that we are treated and valued to this company. I'm going to say the word value a lot here. Um, <laughs> uh, but it's, you know, the things that the company does for us, um, you know, what I do in the day to day. But for the people who really know me well, I would say the thing that really resonates is the way I talk about it, um, the way that I light up. Uh, you know, I've always considered myself a fairly eloquent person. Um, I'm pretty chatty, <laughs> um, very comfortable behind a microphone. Obviously. <laughs> uh, and, you know, in other roles, I, I'm always pretty open about what I'm doing. Like I said, you know, I've really liked a lot of my other jobs and positions that I've done. Um, but there was a lot of stress with it. And there's mm -hmm. usually, you know, something to complain about there too. You just get a little <laughs> venting going. Um, it doesn't really happen so much here. Yeah. You know, not to say, you know, there's there's always good and bad days. Um, but overall, I'm having a lot of good days here. Yeah. Um, and I think you can see it. You know, you can see the light in my eyes when I'm talking about it. And they say, wow, like you're really excited about this. And I think that's really what strikes that chord of this must be an excellent place. I love that. So let's dive in there. Like walk us through the journey of what coming into a new position, newly created position, and, and really getting to build that out has looked like for you um, to help other folks who may be coming into a similar situation where new role, new company, new place, new new ways of doing things, and they have that freedom and flexibility to kind of imagine what their role looks like. How did you approach it? I will say at first, um, there was definitely a little uncertainty coming into the position, of course, again, because it was a new position. Um, we did have one of our wonderful sales folks, Kaylee, who was doing some onboarding before I joined on. Right. Um, because, you know, they recognized, oh, we, you know, people need help getting out, up and running. <laughs> you know, while we are fairly intuitive and we try to make it as easy as possible, you know, there's always some question of I'm looking to do this thing. How do I do it? Or, you know. I'm, you know, not as comfortable with technology. Like I need a little bit more handholding, which I love to do. Yes. <laughs> um, and you're great at it. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so coming to this role, I was excited to build it out, but also a little nervous of, you know, what if there's things that I want to do? And, you know, they're like, no, that's not necessary, um, <laughs> which has not happened. You know, I came to the role. I saw what had been, you know, done so far, you know, some email templates to be put together, a rough timeline. Um, and my immediate first thought was, okay, I need a good way of organizing this. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a person, I like to schedule, I like to color code, I like checkboxes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, you know, I can't just manage things in Excel spreadsheets. So I said, you know, I need a project management system. Mm -hmm. And immediately um, me and Sarah started researching different platforms because she had been looking for something similar. So, you know, she helped me research and vet things. You know, we did some trials with different programs and it wasn't, you know, oh, just pick the cheapest or free thing. It was, you know, what do you need? Yeah. Yeah. Um, being able to freely speak and say, you know, to do this job correctly, I need X, Y, and Z and getting that, mm -hmm. um, there's kind of where that whiplash comes in <laughs> of no, just figure it out yourself. It's yeah. Let us help you. How would somebody, how, what advice might you give to somebody who needs to make the case for what they need in their role, what they feel they need to succeed? Yeah, I feel like building the case really is kind of the key there. Um, it's definitely doing a lot of research. Um, you know, don't just kind of 
have a floating thought of, you know, I could use that. Let's just grab that and ask for it. Like, mm -hmm. that's really never going to work. Even here, you know, as wonderful as we are, I'm not just going to be like, you know what, I could maybe use this thing. <laughs> I'm going to have a reason for yeah. I could use this because it'll help me here. Um, so I think it's definitely doing research into what you're looking for. Um, and for me, I'm lucky that I had done I mean, honestly, I've been doing training for years in a lot of different roles. That's something back in college, in high school, that was something I knew that I really liked doing was helping other people, training them. I like I like seeing that click when something actually resonates and they're mm -hmm. like, oh, okay, I get that now. Like that just brings me joy. <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of built on that and found different positions where I could get a little piece or figure out how to do something, you know, in my previous onboarding position before this one, um, you know, I learned really well how to phrase things and break it down into digestible bites for people to understand. You know, if you send someone a wall of text, they're never going to read that. Mm -hmm. um, so bullet points and hyperlinks are my friend. <laughs> um, so little things like that to build up your confidence in what you're doing, I think helps a lot. And being able to translate that and, okay, I know what I'm doing now. Now I know what I need for that. Does that make sense? It does make sense. It does. <laughs> and I'm hearing again, words matter, right? Words matter. So <laughs> be, be, uh, judicious about, I guess, yes. about how you use your words and what you ask for. That's, that's great advice. So as we kind of wrap things up here, uh, Raven, I'm, I would love to just hear some stories from the front lines. <laughs> so, uh, let me ask you this first. What is the, if somebody came up to you and said, I'm thinking about implementing a visitor management system. What's the, what's like the thing that I should think about before I start a free trial, before I start looking around, what should I be thinking about? I definitely think about, you know, what your needs are mm -hmm. and not to be vague about it. Um, you know, is what type of visitors do you have coming? And that's pretty much one of my first questions in any call that I do in any onboarding call where we're doing setup is okay. So what type of people do you get? You know, what what do you want them to do and what do you need from them yeah. to make your operation smoother, to be able to keep track of everything and stay in compliance with whatever you're looking to do? What is the pain point here? What are you trying to solve? What do you need? Similar to what you did with your role, mm -hmm. right? So yep. I'm, I'm hearing a lot of the same <laughs> things. OK, that sets me up perfectly then for my last question for you most unique or interesting use case that you've walked a customer through, like they they said, I want to do this thing. And you're like, I've never heard that before. <laughs> Any interesting stories or, or interesting uses of our system that you can think of that, that come to mind? Oh, that is interesting. Um, I can jump in here with um, with one recently that Kaylee, who you mentioned earlier, has has brought to light. Um, we have this, we have a, a button that's called a message button that you can actually insert a QR code onto. And a lot of our behavioral health or private practice folks like want to be able to take payments using our system. And while we don't necessarily take payments, if you have that QR code on that message button, one of some of our customers have actually started implementing that to have folks scan that QR code that takes them to a payment portal. We'd never heard that before, before that all of a sudden popped up with some of our behavioral health folks. And I just thought, holy cow, like it's so interesting what people can do when they're just kind of free to think a little bit about what they, how they want to use a system. So I don't know if that jogs your memory at all. That was one that just came to mind as I was asking the question. <laughs> yeah, it absolutely does. And I will say I use that all the time now. Yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of people who are looking to have their customers fill out surveys as well, be like, well, we could do this complicated way, or you could just scan a QR code. Um, yes. <laughs> so that did actually really jog, uh, really anytime something super interesting, a creative workaround is whenever, um, 
Zapier comes into play. Ah, uh, yes. Um, so a little bit of background on what Zapier is, though yeah. I know you're familiar with yeah, it. Yeah, please, please. Um, <laughs> Zapier is basically a uh, app that allows different apps to talk to each other. So when something happens in our app, oops, excuse me, <laughs> um, it's going to trigger something else to happen in another app. So this is a really great tool uh, for you to be able to do things that aren't native to the system. Um, so for example, a creative use of this is I had worked with this school for a little while. Um, and they wanted to be notified when parents were here for pickup, all right? Mm -hmm. They didn't want them to come into the doors because they also wanted to verify their um, their identification before they came in, make sure this is actually the correct person, uh, especially with, you know, security in schools sure. nowadays. You really have to be careful about who you're letting in. Absolutely. Um, so what we came up with was we combined our contactless check-in with a zap. Um, so the way that it worked was when a, uh, a parent pulls into the parking lot, they posted their contactless QR code on signs out in the parking lot. Oh, wow. Um, so the parent could scan it. They could uh, check in, you know, say the student that they're here to see is the student coming back to school today, um, other information like that. And then their visit was queued in the visit log. So they're not actually checked in yet. So the way Zapier works, when that queued visit happens, it sends a text to the front desk receptionist of, hey, there's a parent in the parking lot. Like, you need to verify their information, find out who they're getting, and then call that student down. And once their information was verified, the receptionist would actually click check in on the mm -hmm. visit record. And that would trigger a text to go to the parent saying, yep, we've approved your information. And depending on the button, it was either, you know, you can come on inside or hang out, hang tight. We're going to send your student out to you. Um, oh, that's fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> so, Okay. My, I, I've got some questions here. <laughs> what was that process like to discover that? Because that process for folks listening or, or watching, that's not a process that would be managed fully and completely within our system. So you, you've talked about zaps. What was that process like for you to just go about that discovery of finding solutions that would work for the customer? I have to say it was fun. <laughs> I bet. I bet it had to have been. Yeah, uh, I'm... I mean, it makes sense with the role. I'm someone I love when you bring a problem to me and being able to troubleshoot it. Um, you know, I think I communicated a little bit with Tom about this one because yeah. um, Tom is our resident Zap expert. Um, <laughs> you know, me and Tom, we have a, every other week we'll do like a check in, you know, a chat. If there's anything that's on the agenda. And most of the time we'll end up talking about Zaps. Um, yeah. You know, we'll try to figure something out and be like, you know, is this possible to do it? Let's find out. <laughs> um, so we'll spend an hour just kind of playing around and, you know, getting frustrated with Zapier, but really excited when we have results happen. So there's that sea of collaboration, being able to reach out and say, you know, is this possible? Um, but this specific case, I think it was kind of during a meeting where we were on a call and they were describing what they wanted to happen. And it was just kind of a lot of, you know, I'll usually have a list going in my head of, okay, well, we could do this now. That wouldn't work. That's going to be too complicated. Because that's, especially with this school, you know, they wanted it as simple as possible. Mm -hmm. You know, we're not trying to give more work. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we're not trying to make another job of just trying to figure out this process. Because that's right. not fair to anybody. Right. Um, so it was a lot of discussing of how could we do this? Would this work? And then working together to build it. Um, where, you know, I built out a framework for the Zap because it's nice in Zapier, you can, um, you know, you can share one that's already been set up and then just kind of plug your information into it. Mm -hmm. um, so I did that, shared the framework. We went over it together and I said, you know, this is the way it would work. Would this work for you? What do we need to tweak here? Um, so I love getting to collaborate with both employees and our customers. You know, that's really my favorite thing. And I think how we get the best results is when I get their input, when we're on that call and talking and hashing it out together. And that's also, you know, how I build relationships. You bring me a problem. I'm going to solve it or I'll direct you to someone who can. <laughs> well, I think I think it's also important to highlight in that entire story. At no point did you say, 
go talk to Zapier and help like they'll figure it out. I mean, you and Tom are sitting here talking about a product that's not even ours, but how, how it can integrate and work with ours. But I just found that fascinating that as you were describing it, it was like, I, I know I've been in companies where it has been, that's not our product. We're not responsible for that. If you want help, go to go talk to them. And that, I mean, radical support, right? Mm -hmm. There's a reason we trademarked it. And I think it starts and ends with that story right there as a perfect example. So um, let's end on let's end on a word question here. Uh, you know, our core values, obviously, you know, the name of the show. What is your favorite core value here at the receptionist a year in is as any just like mm, really stuck with you? So my answer is actually going to be the same answer that I put when I was applying for this position. It actually it. has not changed. <laughs> I mentioned that in past positions, I was really looking for fun because I was trying to build myself, you know, make a name for myself. Um, but really what I was looking for and what I found here is that sea of collaboration. I like not feeling like an island, um, like a man with many hats. I like being able to, you know, not feel trapped and being able to ask for help and being encouraged to ask for help. I feel like that's really been the biggest thing of, you know, it's not just a yeah, yeah, yeah. If you need help, sure. Um, <laughs> no, we have regularly scheduled meetings to make sure if there is something that's a good place to bring it up. Like it's really given me multiple avenues to get what I need to do my job, which sounds simple, but it's not. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's so great. Raven, thank you so much for the work that you do. Thank you for uh, sharing on the, the show today. And like I said, uh, you'll be seeing a lot more of Raven as we get it deeper into 2023. So thank you so much, Raven. Appreciate it. Thank you so it. much for having me. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Fabric Podcast. Our show is hosted by me, Michael Ashford, Director of Marketing here at The Receptionist and produced by our creative manager, James Jordan. If you want to see a video version of the show, jump over to thereceptionist.com slash fabric, where you can watch episodes of all of the content that we've put out on this podcast. You can see our bright, smiling faces, and you can see what our studio looks like as well. If you'd like to give the Receptionist for iPad Visitor Management System a try in your office, jump over to thereceptionist.com slash free trial and give us a test drive for 14 days with no credit card required. See what you think. Until next time, take care.